Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know, honestly, the biggest thing that they have said is the difference between MLS and Europe. For them, it's not the quality of players, but it's really. Yo, what is going on? And welcome to another episode of the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game life, part of the Believe Network. I'm Randy Mazzala, editor of UrbanPitch.com. Joined by the co-executive directors of Vibes, Julio Matarosa and Bridget Flores. What's going on, y'all? What is going on? Happy Wednesday. It's a, it's, a, it's a happy Wednesday indeed because we have a very special guest joining us via Zoom from the Colorado Rapids. He's one of the drippiest ballers in MLS. We got our guy, John Lewis, joining the show. John, uh, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming by. Nothing much. Can't complain. Just going through, going through life, you know, good seasons and full effect right now so a lot of things <laughs> happening you know league's cup right now unfortunately our team got uh knocked out early but you know just watching that unfold just you know been a really great tournament for the mls so just you know excited for everything that's coming up and just can't wait for the season to return next week yeah it's been it's been a crazy mls season this year just with like everything going on i mean uh you know the addition of league's cup obviously you know the big news was was messi joining the league um what's it like what uh, like just being a part of the league in such an exciting time and um you know both even if you zoom out in american soccer like american soccer is going off like uh whether it's we're about to host the world cup we're we're getting some some america copa america's coming you know um what's it just been like being in uh in mls and and, and american soccer and and such kind of like an exciting time no it's just like you know i guess you could they compare it's like the economy you know back in the day when we had the economic like boom back in the 1900s you know i feel like that's kind of how like soccer is going in america right now we're having like a soccer boom in america and it's just like you know i think the league's cup is really showing how much soccer has grown in America. Like we're talking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night games that are selling out that some of these companies, you know, Nashville, I watched Nashville play last night against Club America, which is obviously the biggest team in Liga MX. And I mean, this is a, it was a Tuesday night. Who would have thought Tuesday nights had sold out soccer games and the atmosphere in that game was unbelievable. So it's just like, you know, I think people are not only looking at soccer games as like something to just do to kill time, but like it's an exciting thing to go to now. And I think a lot of fans are starting to embrace like, how fun games actually are and the passion that soccer games bring and now people aren't thinking it's just like these boring one zero 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 games anymore like you're seeing a lot of high scoring games as you messy on sunday with um, inter miami against fc dallas that game that's one of the best mls games or mls team games that i've ever witnessed in my career and i've been in the league now for seven years and probably been watching mls for about nine or ten years now so you know seeing that seeing that atmosphere you know I think soccer is it's really growing a lot in America and especially with the MLS and even with the US national team with the women's national team the men's national team you know you're seeing sold out games around the country you know last year in the World Cup qualifying leading up to the World Cup you know you saw some of these big games uh, Mexico USA and I think it was it in Cincinnati or in Columbus one of those two it's a rainy night during the week sold out stadium you know so for me it's just seeing that soccer is growing so much that like now tickets are becoming a demand amongst American fans and American people. Like, you know, people want to go to games. You know, I think one of the best experiences I've had this year, you know, I haven't been to the Columbus Crew New Stadium until this year. We played them on a Wednesday night. And again, to just see that atmosphere, you know, people marching from downtown to go to the stadium, a sold out stadium on a Wednesday night. It was just like soccer is really coming to America now. 
BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchups reports for baseball, boxing, golfing, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. I think going into the year when they announced Leaks Cup, people were kind of confused about, you know, oh, is this going to be taken seriously, you know, right in the middle of the season, you know, kind of as the uh, playoff push, like, starts going. And, and now I think you've seen a lot of teams have, have, have taken this, you know, quite seriously and they're they're putting out their full lineups there what what, what has your, been your take both participating in and watching leaks cup so far and the overall excitement of of the addition of this competition well no i mean i think again you see teams they're rolling out some of their strongest lineups and actually one of the things that i realized is the leaks cup happened right around the secondary transfer window and it's almost like teams i feel like retooled for the leaks cup they were like all right, we have strong team, strong team or a weak team in the MLS season. We can use the League's Cup as a platform to turn our season around. Let's make moves to make our team stronger, do well in the League's Cup, and ultimately, you know, finish the season out strong. So for me, it's like, and again, I take Miami, for example, of course, signing Lionel Messi. It's, one of, it's the greatest player ever, in my opinion, to play the game of soccer. But, you know, for me, that's not even the biggest signing of their team. You know, they signed Sergio Busquets, who's obviously mm. one of the greatest D-mids to ever play, yeah. who's been the catalyst for their team that's why Messi's been he starts every single attack but I mean bringing in some of those young players that they just brought in from I think two of them are from Argentina one from Paraguay you know they built their team up now that they have a very competitive team that not only are they in contention to win the league's cup but like they have a real shot to now make the playoffs for the first time in their in their club's history so it's like you see teams are like wow like easy way well not easy but away into the CONCACAF Champions League a big competition with a lot of money at stake and a lot of ticket revenue at stake and just a lot of hype around the tournament and an opportunity to now see like which players can really compete with not only the best players in MLS, but now the best players in Liga MX. And I think now, like, you know, across the league, you see some players maybe in this tournament who maybe have been struggling a little bit in MLS to start the season off coming to League's Cup against some of these good Liga MX teams are doing really well. And then it, it opens up eyes like, whoa, this player is actually really a dangerous player or really a threat. And for me, it's, it's it's just been an amazing competition. You know, I do think that, and this is coming from an MLS player saying, you know, I think what will make it a more intriguing tournament is I think MLS teams start to travel down to Mexico. So it's more mm. an even competition because I think, you know, us as MLS players getting to experience that Mexican culture and you see how the fans are crazy down there and the, the passion, you know, I think that would make the tournament amazing. You know, I definitely think it should be, like through the group stages, you can play home and away to Mexico in the United States because we're off for a whole month. So I think the travel is not that bad. And then maybe in the knockout stages have it all in America. But all in all, you know, the League's Cup for me, I think this was the best tournament that they honestly could have came up with for the MLS. You know, I think the evolution for this tournament is maybe start to do it how it is in Europe. So how they do Champions League during the regular season, you know, being able to integrate it where there's games all the time. So and it that would force it so like whether it's CONCACAF Champions League, Leagues Cup, MLS games, Open Cup, but the fact that you're participating in so many competitions, it's going to force owners to have to start spending money on the rosters to make the rosters 20, 25 deep and make very make the quality of all the teams 
good from roster spots one to 20, you know? And for me is, I think a lot of owners and teams look at a bunch of competitions as a bad thing. But for me, it's like, I look at a bunch of competitions as a good thing because that means there's a lot of games for everyone to play, but also it can create great competition amongst the squad because now you have to bring in quality players so you can compete on all fronts. And for me, that's what makes Man City so good. Man City can field two starting 11s of top class players, but it's because they play in so many competitions. Everyone plays, no one's really unhappy. So for me, it's like, I think that's the evolution of the League's Cup is now how do we get it so we can play during the MLS season and just make the roster stronger all throughout. So there have been rumors about you guys playing uh, MLS, meaning MLS, um, playing uh, La Copa Libertadores, South American Cup. Um, the club, uh, one of the biggest, most notorious cups uh, out there. How do you feel about that? How do you feel like MLS teams can compete against these South American clubs like uh, Boca Juniors, Santos, Fluminense, all these big uh, South American clubs? No, and again, that's that's the next evolution for MLS. You know, you think about the UEFA Champions League, it's all of Europe, the best teams in Europe, you know. I think, obviously, there's so many countries in Europe, so for us to combine the MLS, the South American clubs, like the Colombian, Argentinian, Brazilian clubs, and the Mexican clubs, you know, all the best teams on this side of the hemisphere into one tournament, you know, I think that not, I think it's going to just be beneficial for everyone because, again, I think, you know, in some of those, in those leagues like Brazil and Argentina, which are the two biggest South American leagues, I think that, you know, maybe if you don't play for necessarily the, the Santoses or the Boca Juniors or River Plates, you may not get seen by an MLS team or a European team, but I think in a competition like that, it can open up opportunities for players who may play on a smaller team like a Fort, like a Fortaleza. You know, maybe they in a one-off game, you have an amazing game against an MLS team or a Liga MX team, and they're like, holy crap, we should buy this player. He's really good. Or, you know, so I think for me, that just opens up avenues not only for American players, but I think it opens up avenues for everyone. For every, you know, maybe Boca Junior sees, I don't even know, uh, who's a top U.S. player in the MLS. So, uh, Miles Robinson playing like, holy crap, this kid is so good. Santos comes in. Let's bring in our first American player. I just think that doing something like that, it's going to make the quality of players better from all the leagues altogether, different styles of play, people adapting. But ultimately, I think it opens up windows for all players to now make a big transfer market between MLS, Liga MX, and all the South American teams. Uh, do you believe MLS teams can compete in the, in, 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 a, in a, that South American competition? Because there's a lot of talk like, if, if that does happen, MLS teams are just going to get ran through. Um, they, they're not at the level of these teams. How do you feel about our, the MLS today competing against South American clubs? I mean, I think you're seeing it now. Everybody said the Liga MX teams were going to kill all the Mexican teams. And yeah. you, see the, yeah. you see the MLS teams, they're doing well. In the, I mean, at the end of the day, I've, I've seen things on Twitter where some of the Liga MX teams are just like, they're at a competitive disadvantage because they have to travel and this and that. But at the same time, they're playing on better fields and the Mexican national team didn't make those, the, the Mexican national team didn't make those excuses for a while. You know, they come to the U.S. and whoop our asses all the time. So now I, I don't think that's really an excuse. So for me, it's like, you know, you see some of the best play. I mean, Thiago Amada is a perfect example. He was a top player in Argentina, was doing really well in Argentina. But don't get me wrong, does very well in MLS. But I don't think he's ripping the MLS as well as he did in Argentina. I mean, he was undoubtedly the best young player. So I think, you know, it's different styles of soccer. And I think, you know, I don't think that we would get wiped the floor with like people think, you know, but I do think for us to compete against, like I said, those big teams in South America, the Rivers, the Bocas, the Corinthians, all those teams, you have to invest in the squads more. And I think you're going to, your scouting systems become a lot 
you have to become a lot stronger. Your, you know, your training has to be better. Coaches have to become better. So I do think the infrastructure is there for MLS teams to not only compete, but honestly be able to dominate. But I think, you know, it's going to take a lot of work from not just the players, but from top down to be able to compete in those type of competitions. Yeah, I think, I think, cause there's always that talk about, you know, where MLS is compared to other leagues. And it's it, like, you can go into an endless rabbit hole of, you know, saying, oh, you know, how do we compare to some of these European leagues or the championship or, you know, the Eredivisie in, in, in the Netherlands, you can do all these like comparisons by the numbers of the eye test, but you'll never really know. And uh, until like they until, actually yeah. go up head to head. And so I think something like this, where, you know, even, even the leagues cup where you get more competition between, you know, league MX and, and MLS, because there's always going to be that debate. Um, you know, we, when we go to uh, different stadiums and we ask people, you know, Yo, which which league is better, League MX or MLS? It's very polarizing. Like people will always have like, yo, MLS is way better. You know, they, they've been growing for so much longer. And then other people will say it's not close. League MX has the history. They you know they have all these the, the Concacaf Champions League. You take a look at that. Um, so I think putting more competitions, we're in a unique position where you know we're able to make. If we're able to make this happen, it's it's just it'll be very exciting. So I think this is a very exciting time in, in American soccer and, and just getting that, seeing that growth is, it's, it's a really good time to be a fan, a player, just involved in, in, in professional soccer in the U.S. No, definitely. Like I just had an argument with one of my, one of my friends about if we make the, if we take the top two, uh, uh, top heavy teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona, off the league, I think our top teams can compete. Mm. It's, it's not, it's not much of a difference. Uh, we have great players. We have this, what we've done in 27 years, uh, give or take, it's it's amazing it's amazing to see from other teams that other leagues have been doing a hundred years uh, years and years about it. like yeah. we're, we're making a big climb yeah did you say you just said the top team in mls can compete with real madrid no 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 if I said, we take them if out. we take them out we take the top 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 heavy teams from the from these competitions we can compete <laughs> i mean i I guess playing in MLS, you play with guys who have obviously some of these players have played at the highest level. You know, I had the opportunity to play with Andrea Pirlo and David Villa. And then Patrick Vera was also my coach back in New York City FC. But yeah. these guys obviously played at the highest level. You know, talking to them, they've definitely said that. I think, you know, honestly, the biggest thing that they have said is the difference between MLS and Europe. For them, it's not the quality of players, but it's really. And they they used to say it's not really the promotion relegation, but it's about it's the pressure that they you have to deal mm. with in MLS. It does because they were saying that you can create pressure without doing promotion relegation. Because I remember Patrick used to say like in Holland only one team I think gets relegated or two teams get relegated. Like they don't really have like a crazy relegation system. But it's like how do you create more pressure to be better? And sometimes it could just be simple as maybe not doing a salary cap, for example, because right. one of the things David Villa used to say is like, the pressure to get better is if everyone has a salary cap, then if everyone just sped, spends the same, then you can almost almost create, create equality amongst the teams. But if there's no salary cap or something like that to limit, then you have to find ways to be better. That puts pressure on players, management, coaches, all that to be better because maybe a LAFC is going to go spend a crazy amount of money, but the Colorado Rapids won't spend as much money. So then how do you become better? How do you put pressure on the team? Scouting has to be better. Player, you have right. to make sure you find the right coaches. You might, you know what I mean? So that was something that was Academies. interesting that we discussed was that 
they said that the relegation doesn't have to it doesn't need to be creating pressure and make this league more competitive but it's certain they think they used to say they felt like it was the salary cap would make the league more competitive and less and more pressure but and then the last thing they always used that david used to say for him that again he felt like the quality of players he said that there's a maybe again not in the la ligas and the premier leagues because i do think that is a different level you know i got to play against arsenal with colorado like 2019 and like you see that it is a different level like even at the time i think bakayo soccer was like 17 years old and i promise you he'd be the best dp <laughs> in the league like we're talking about really very good. no and like that's what i'm saying so i do think that you know that level like the top six in those leagues they're we, we you have to give them their flowers but like a lot of mls players could play in some of these what you would call very good leagues like top of the portuguese league top of the air diversity top of the championship you know but the difference is is what v and patrick used to say is that a lot of soccer co- MLS coaches are new and they're not as experienced mm. as European coaches. And he feels like, you know, like I, I got to go, when I was at New York, we had David uh, Patrick Vieira, who was a European style coach, obviously coach at Manchester city. But then we also, they had Jason Christ, who again, a very good American coach, but he said that there was just such a big difference, you know? And I think that's one of the biggest things I think is that, develop i think the next evolution of american soccer is not just developing players but developing coaches and i think you know once that happens because we want our american coaches to be good but just how players need to develop i think coaches have to continue to develop training sessions game management all that stuff because i do think that in mls you do see more often again and there's no, no disrespect to any mls team but a team that has a good team and not a great coach mm-hmm. win then vice versa a team with not as good of a players and a really good coach and they actually evolve the team because I don't think there are as many like not not today but I'm just saying the history of MLS as many coaches that are on the same level as you you know you don't see like the Brightons and Aston Villas the teams that don't spend as much as the other teams winning like how they do in the Premier League because simply because they have a coach like Unai Emery or a coach like the Zerbi like these are coaches that completely just develop these teams they're not spending money I mean look at uh the guy that's about to go to Chelsea Kai Sato this guy was playing in Ecuador like a year ago. Now he comes in, Graham Potter and Deserby. This guy's one of the best defensive mids in the Premier League now. And that's just strictly getting developed. You know, you I feel like you don't see that happen as often in MLS. You know, like I feel like a lot of coaches do see in MLS, like if they play, they develop. But it's not like, like, you know, so I think that's the evolution. I think, you know, not and not getting better coaches, just developing our current coaches that we have more right. as well as yeah. the players. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that we've we've discussed as well is especially with like the U.S. men's national team coach because that was like a huge mm-hmm. a huge discussion point like in, in the recent time. Yeah, where you know people had a lot to say about Greg Berhalter and they still wanted- do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I just feel like they they they, they gave a, a Ferrari to. A Prius driver. <laughs> he uh, okay, All right. he, he's, that's like the fifth time he's made that uh, that that metaphor. He wanted to go viral. I know. <laughs> no, but like that's. I feel like I feel like 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 I've said this plenty of times. I feel like we have the quality of players in the national team. We just need that tactical genius, that coach with experience to take us over over that hump that we have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but but you you've I, had a. I, I have my opinions on that. I will say. I mean, I've been in the national team and I played yeah. with a lot of these players. I do think this is going to be a big hot take, I know, but I do think vice versa. I think we have the quality to be a very, very good team. I do still think we're we're, we're off, though, because at the end of the day, you see our best players, you know, like some of them are at big clubs, but they're not 
consistent with their big clubs yet. And it goes to show is that I think we have players who are good enough to be at these big clubs, but are they good enough to consistently week in, week out, be performing at some of these big clubs? And I think that doesn't really come down to the coaches. I think that comes down to we have a lot, again, we have a lot of quality players, but I, I would say our best players in the national team right now, and this is, you know, and behind this is behind the scenes, but like a lot of the guys who are on the national team say the same thing. Our best players, they don't quite believe are ready to play at like the top sixes of these big leagues, the Madrids, the eight, like the AC Milans, the whatever, Chelsea's, whatever, you know, maybe one or two, but like a lot of players on our, our best team their level right now would probably be like if I, I like to compare everything to the Premier League. That's the favorite, my favorite league. So probably like that's six to ten range, seven to ten range, you know. So like mm-hmm. the Brightons or the Villas, the Newcastle. Obviously, I know Newcastle came top four, but we know on paper the top six teams sure. in the Premier League yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like we would say that's the level of our best players in my and that's honestly that's how I generally feel, you know, like again, barring maybe the Christian Pulisic. For me, that's and Tyler Adams. But I would say for me, honestly, those are the only two I think could play at like right now. Like, they can play. You stick them on a Man City, they can play on a Man. Oh, maybe not Man City. That was a stretch. But <laughs> yeah, right, but no, no, I get no, what you we, mean. We get like, what you're saying. What you get what you're saying. They have, you know, they can they can hang with 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 anyone. Uh, exactly. You know? yeah, but like, yeah. but other guys I do feel like can play in the Premier League week in week out. But now you put them in the, to, to those really dominant teams. Mm-hmm. Will they play? Will they actually right. be as dominant as they are? So for me, it's like. I don't think I personally think Greg Bearhalter is an unbelievable coach. That's one of the reasons why he got the job is because, like I said, what I know behind the scenes, all the players wanted him back because a lot of players developed a lot under Greg Bearhalter. For me, he's one of the American coaches that, if if they were gonna go American, it had to be Greg. If they went over foreign, okay. Like I know that they were looking at Patrick Vieira. For me, I know Vieira for, and I think right. I could have we got back in the national team if it was for Vieira, but <laughs> yeah. I, I but like. That's a guy, okay, if you chose him over Greg, I could see. But him and Greg are very similar in terms of their style of play. Like, it's exactly the same. So, like, I know a lot of fan, U.S. fans always talk about Greg this and that, but Patrick is the exact same way. So, I it would have been I would have been curious to see what will American fans say about Patrick because I do think a lot of American fans, you know, they have a lot of stuff to say about American coaches, about MLS players, but then, like, someone else comes along and does the exact same thing, but because they're Europe, from Europe, playing in Europe or from Europe, they let it slide. And I'm telling you right now, I've had both of them as a coach, and Vieira will do exactly the same thing. Like, when I went to my first national team camp, it was almost like I was at an NYCFC training again because it's the exact same. Because uh, Greg Berhalter studies Pep Guardiola, and that's exactly who Patrick, the City Football Group, has built their whole uh, basis of their their organization on Pep Guardiola. That He has a whole handbook. Like, there's, like, training sheet, and Greg studies that. So, like, all the training sessions are exactly the same. Like, I promise you, if we had Patrick Vieira as our coach, we'd play exactly the same how we did in the World Cup. So I wonder if people would have hated on Patrick like they do Greg. So for me, I think we Greg is the right coach. I, I don't want to say he's the right coach, but I think for all the candidates that actually wanted the job, for me, I think he was the most qualified. But I do think that, you know, a lot of people think U.S. soccer, we should be playing semifinals of the World Cup and stuff. And I, I don't I don't quite think we're there yet. Like I do think like I think we're just outside of like the top ten probably in the world right now. Like I do think, you know, there's countries that I would still say like even smaller countries that I would say like you play, we go against them and we would still struggle. Not struggle, but we wouldn't beat them like as easy as people think, like a Denmark, you know, like you would think like 
on paper, we have more players playing at higher levels than Denmark, but I promise you, like, their footballing education is better. It's just, it's the reality. They're, it's better than ours. So when it comes to these international tournaments, they're going to do better. Like, you know, they did so well in the Euros, like a club, like a country like Denmark. Right. So yeah. I do think we have a lot, like I said, we have a lot of very good players, but I don't think we have world-class players yet. And that's like mm -hmm. the difference for me. It's like, that's the evolution. Like I said, we have a one or two, but, you know, I don't think we're ready to compete with the Frances, the Brazils, these Englands, you know, and I know against in the World Cup, we did well against it, but like, we also, bro, why is everyone trying to call me right now? <laughs> but, but no, we did, well, we did well, <laughs> we did well against England. Like, look how we played against England. You know, a lot of counterattack, a lot of press. They, they had the ball the whole time. You know, I think the next evolution is being able to dominate those type of teams. But I do think, again, by 2026, can we do it? Yes, I 100% agree. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Bruce. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I think you've been bringing up a lot of great points. I feel and like I see the passion that you have behind everything you've been saying from what you said about like we're in the time of soccer boom. Like I 100% agree, not only for like the men's, but the women's side. But I kind of I'm very curious to know, like, what what gives you that passion? Like, I'm, I'm sure like being an MLS player is a part of it. But behind all of that, like, what is it that has brought you to the game that has brought you to like wanting to be, you know, like a soccer player? Like what gave you that from the very beginning? No, just my both my parents are Caribbean. Well, my mom's half British, half tr uh, Trini. And then my dad is full Jamaican. So just my parents being Caribbean, it's just like we going traveling to the Caribbean when we were younger. That's just a sport everybody played. So I just always liked it. You know, like me and my brothers and sisters are first generation American, but we all lived in the Caribbean. We lived in Jamaica when we were younger, went to school there. So that 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 alone is what really kind of drew me to soccer. That's where I first really started playing. Like I don't want to say seriously, but like really started to like it because I saw how different it was. The passion for soccer in the Caribbean and seeing how that's what everybody does there. No one plays any other sports, you know, and obviously in America, it's about football and it's about basketball. And I actually love basketball like a lot. Like I wish if I was six foot or six one, like I would have tried to go <laughs> there, but you know, but no, and honestly, like I wasn't always good at soccer either. Like I honestly was like very average growing up, but I just always loved playing. Like it just like, I like playing the game of soccer, you know, and you know, I was able, fortunate enough, become good enough to go to the MLS, but for me, it was just like, we just loved waking up on a Saturday morning, 7.45. You know, I grew up in South Florida. Me and my brothers, we wake up 7.45. Like, my brother, older brother's an Arsenal fan. My little brother's a City fan. I'm actually a Real Madrid fan, but I always just rooted for the players I liked. I liked Ronaldo. So, watching Man United, and we would just, like, go at it with each other. Like, oh, who's going to win today? One TV's playing United. One TV's playing City. One, <laughs> like, you know. So we just like, we love, we had that thrill from America, like being in America. And it's like, you know, the first time I got to go overseas and like actually go watch like an English Premier League game, I watched Man City and just seeing that type of atmosphere and just, you know, and then not only just watching Man City, but then I got to go to a lower league game. I watched uh, a team in the third division and just seeing how crazy the passion is for soccer at all levels in Europe. You know, it just made me even love the game more. And that's when I decided, I was like, I want to go pro. Like, you know, I, I actually came to the conclusion I want to go pro from like a late age because when I was 16 years old I did not think I was going to go pro and then like I went to Europe at 16 and I turned 17 and I was like wow like I want to do this like I want to play in Europe I want to do this I want to you know like I didn't even have a thought to play and I didn't even know what MLS really was like I just wanted to play in Europe like even if it was the lower leagues because like the passion for 
the sport, you know? So I think that's where like my love and the passion came from those just like from the grassroots living in the Caribbean, going to Trinidad and Tobago all the time, going to Jamaica, just seeing how people love soccer over there. You know, that's what made me fall in love with it. Yeah. That's what's yeah. up. And, and growing up in, in Jamaica, we've had firsthand uh, reports of Jamaican. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. KFC <laughs> just being on like a, a, a whole nother level. It's a vibe. No, but I, I heard uh, Trinidadian KFC is way better. So. Yeah. So which, who has a better KFC? <laughs> <laughs> we need you. We need, we need to know. We need to, like, yeah. We're keeping track of people telling so, us like we need to know before, before you we answer, make it out there. Shout out crumbs. Uh, Shout out to the homies from Connecticut. We just had this debate last week about who had the because uh, my brother went to school in Connecticut. His friends are Jamaican and Trinidadian, and I just threw that out there in the group chat. So we need we need you to be the truthful. Like, who has the best KFC, Trinidad oh, or Jamaica? The, you know the funny thing is I haven't had KFC from either of those places probably in like seven or eight years. It's been so uh -huh. long, so it's like yeah. Oh man. The thing is, it's funny that you bring that up, though, because it definitely tastes better than American KFC. And McDonald's <laughs> over there tastes better, too. But oh, another, hot take. another 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 one to the list. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, to be fair, McDonald's in Europe is also way better than both. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. McDonald's yeah. in Europe is. But what's better, <laughs> Trini KFC or Jamaican KFC? Just know everybody watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is a hot take in our yeah. in our podcast. Our Caribbean so, fans so are watching. My mom's side of the family is literally Trini, and my dad's like, I don't know, my dad's all Jamaican, so I could anger own side of the family right yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's a hard one. I'll tell you right now, in Jamaica, I don't know. I'm going to go Trinidad, Trinidad KFC, honestly. I'm not oh, going to be fair, we haven't asked anyone else except him. Yeah, between the two. Between the two. Between yeah, yeah. The two but even Josh from the five side, he, yeah, said, he said Trinidad Trini, is the best. Yeah, 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 Trinidad Trini is the best. But you know, the thing is in Trinidad, their KFC, it's not even the chicken. Their fries are like very, very like mm. crispy, but like not like they have perfect fries. Their fries are actually very good. Like mm. I definitely, the thing is, is like I when I think about it, like, I don't specifically remember Jamaican KFC that much, but like I specifically remember KFC, tri like Trini KFC for sure. There you go. That, there you go. That, there you go. That's the answer. Yes, the answer. But right I will there. say, I will say, nothing for me. I mean, I like Trini food, but nothing beats Jamaican food. Jamaican beef patties. My dad cooks stew peas, which is under curry go oxtail. Oh, yeah, not you can't. Jamaican oxtail? food is the best food in the world. Yeah, and no, it is. It's amazing. I, I go at least once a month. To my my spot around the corner, so I enjoy. We it. love that. We love that. And, and and growing up in Miami, I'm sure you were able to find you know your fair share of Caribbean food. But now, uh, out in Colorado, have you have you been able to find a spot? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say, but no. To be fair, there's some good Mexican restaurants here, and I'm mm. a foodie, so like I love. That's like one of my favorite things to do since I've been a pro soccer player. Is like especially with the national team when I was getting to travel, just trying different foods from all over the place. Like I've been to so many countries that I have never expected to be 
or go to and just like trying the food styles of foods even just the same foods but how they prepare it differently so you know i definitely love like love being in different cultures and eating different foods so like i will say it does suck that colorado like the, there's the mexican culture you can have good mexican food but like that's it no african food no caribbean food nothing else like it's just mexican food so i would say like or like your basic like ch chinese or you know but like it's not like real chinese so like American i will say chinese that's the food. one like one thing i do not like completely is like there's not a lot of like cultured restaurants here so no i haven't found a yeah. good J jamaican spot here there's no no even african food like i love african like jollof rice is unbelievable is like amazing and mm -hmm. they, they know african food here yeah. but but what about what what uh have you been able to like explore colorado like and, and what are some of the things that you do like about you know be, being out there no i mean so growing up in south florida like living in south florida for most of it's very different so south florida is big for nightlife but just like it's a, just a very lively city obviously miami's everybody knows about miami so colorado's very different um yeah everybody's on weed <laughs> so everybody's just part <laughs> chill, so. i live downtown like, if i was in florida right now you peek your head out the window and you see cars hustle and bustle if i were to show you downtown right now there's not there's tumbleweed rolling down the streets so it's definitely just it's more chill it's definitely more chill. all right like, I'm gonna defend Colorado because I, I I went about a few my my, nah. my, my brother my, my, my brother owns a house in Denver, um so I went to go visit out there and uh, downtown Denver was, was popping like you said the breweries are good. the brewery the breweries were cool the breweries are cool he's like where <laughs> you want to see I, I live in the heart of downtown I'll flip the camera right now so, no, so there was a speakeasy there a like there, there, there was a different spot like uh, you were in the wrong Denver. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I guess shout no. out to the girl I was with. <laughs> if you like to sit at a bar, just drink, have a conversation, there you can do that in Denver. Like there are good girls. Oh, there yeah, that, that's me. Away. Yeah, but that's me. If you yeah. want to go yeah. nightclubbing or you want like good music, mm. no chance here. Oh, no all right, chance. so I see. He wants bottle service. He, he, right. he, wants, he wants to be. He wants uh, the sparklers. No shirt, be, be yeah. on top of the couch. That's him. No, I was gonna <laughs> <laughs> no like on like on a Saturday, like okay, for example, like here, I feel like. Again, growing up like on a Saturday, you see like beaches packed, or downtown's back, people out, whether they're drinking or there's there. festivals or, you know, here on a Saturday, downtown's dead because everyone's in the mountains. For me, I'm not driving to the mountains. You're not, a, you're not a, like, you're not trying to go hike. You're not trying to go camping. You try to, you try to line dance. I like some of the outdoor stuff, but it's not, not hiking, not camping. No, no, no. Like I went whitewater rafting the other day. That was Ooh. sick. But like, okay. I'll do things like that. Zip lining, you know, but like. I like things that are more like extreme, like that would give me like an adrenaline rush. But like hiking doesn't do that for me. Like I don't right. like, like camping doesn't yeah, do that. Like a, yeah, like like a <laughs> club, like a club, like a bottle service. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing quite like that adrenaline rush of, of bottle service like coming your way. Like strobe lights. <laughs> wow, future, wow, future giving you toxic version. I don't do bottle service. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't do bottle service. <laughs> yeah, nah. Hey. We get it. If we you get know, it. We you get know. it. All right, right. All right. All right. All right. So, we don't do bottle service either. His, his playlist is future and nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> um, so we're 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 running out of time here. We 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 don't have as as much time as as I anticipated, and I wanted to get into this a little bit more. But um, I mentioned at the top of the the show, you know, 
one of the drippiest ballers in MLS. You know, you're, I think in your, in your Instagram bio, you have Fashionista on, in there. Um, so real quick, give us some of the, your favorite brands that you're wearing and just how did you kind of get into fashion and how has that grown since, you know, you've had that platform to, to uh, show it off as a pro athlete? Honestly, there, I, I've always been into fashion. I realized how expensive it was after, like when I got my second contract, oh my Lord, hold, sorry guys. No I've declined these calls. They're trying to call me. All my teammates. Because you that I, I've been saying you that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we have an off night tonight or tomorrow. So uh -huh. I guess guys, they want to do like a dinner, oh, club. like a late night. Hey. No, the, club. Hey. The, the club, the VIP, baby, the club, the club. The club. VIP. <laughs> 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 Not on a Wednesday. No, we're supposed to go. To, we're supposed to go to like a late night dinner. So I do oh, like okay. I like going to dinners like that too. So, but no, um, I think. I always liked fashion, but when I was in New York, a lot of the guys didn't like dress up like that. But honestly, it's when I came to Colorado and I'm just seeing Kellen every day. Right, right. Kellen, that guy. So I was yeah. just like, so then one day I wore something to training, to practice. We're talking about practice. I wore sweatpants. He's like, he goes, you have enough money to dress up. Why do you always look like a bum? Oh, <laughs> that sounds like Kellen. I was like, don't ever disrespect me like that. So then I came the next day. It's to practice. I came some clean, spiffy, you know. At the time, I think people were still kind of rocking like Supreme and Heron Preston. So came with a little Supreme. He looked at me. He was like, all right. The next day, he came something crazy. I'm like, Kelly, it's just practice. And then from then, it's just like, I'm just always like, nah. Like, I'm, I, I've always been into it, but I'm like, nah. Like, I'm going to make sure I dress. And then we just got into like a little competition between like me, him, Keegan Rosenberry jumped in, Cole Bassett mm. would jump in. So Ooh, yeah. You know, so it just became, it was like a little fun, like banter. But then on, honestly, like I just started, I was just like, oh, like we even all talked about it. Like, let's try to make like an MLS, almost like an MLS, like league fit type of thing. And just like right. that started to like, and that was something he reached out to the league, like back in 2018 or not 2018, sorry, 2019 at the end of the year. Like the league should start doing things like that, doing like the league, six, posting fits and stuff like that, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who can dress. So. I've just always been into it. And it's just like, honestly, like I generally like, like when I, whether it's going out or anything, just to like, I always feel like look good, you feel good, you play good. But like, I know like when I come in something fresh, like I feel like, yeah, I'm going to have a good game. So I just, I've always been a sneaker head too. So that's why I've just always been into fashion. So, and then some of the brands I've been wearing. So like, my favorite is probably Rude. I have a lot of Rude pieces. Mm. I, I, Rude is like my favorite. I, I like Gallery. Gallery's newer, of course, but a lot of people are starting to like wear Gallery. And it, I like some of their like abstract type of t-shirts, you know, like they'll have like not, so I'm not really into the distressed look like Balenciaga does that distressed look, but like Rude does like, they'll do like a little distressed look, have like polka dots and stuff on it. Like I like the multicolored stuff because I like bright colored stuff, you know? So, but Rude, I would say is probably like my go-to. Um, I do like some of the streetwear. I I have like a like a streetwear brand list on my phone. I need to find it. Like I, like, I don't want to hey, shout out names. Yeah, shout out Ruigi real quick though, because that's a Taft High School alumni yeah. in the Valley. Okay. Stop playing with me. Hey, so. There you go. <laughs> Look, I literally have. I have. I don't know if you can see. I have my clothing yeah. list right here. Can you see this? No. Nah, not it's really. But name is Wait, Top Five. Me, I'm gonna flip. The, top I'm gonna flip five, the top five. Can you see? Hey, there we go. There yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. okay. There it is. It's all Dang. that. Okay. Yo, all right, for sure. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's about it. So Rude is my favorite streetwear brand, streetwear designer, full designers mm. Dior. Like I have a Dior backpack, Dior, like toiletry kit Dior. 
I have a bunch of deals. Way, way to flex. Yeah. Light <laughs> way flex. to flex. Just a light yeah. Flex. Light work. Light work. I will say my first ever national team camp, the first, that first check, it was a big, like, it was a big check. Bottle service on you tonight. No, Just know your, your teammates going to watch it. Your teammates going to watch it. They going to ask for your card. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. You're paying tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's paying for dinner. He's yeah. paying for dinner. <laughs> you know you messed up. These, some of these guys have more money than me, so they can pay. <laughs> but no, but I, like I said, Dior, Dior, I would say Rude. I'm, I do wear some brands that a lot of people don't know about, so like Vetmons, Ender, Undercover, mm. I'm trying to think, Palace. I love Palace, uh, mm. Undefeated. Like a oh, lot of people don't know about those brands, so those are good. I like a lot of streetwear brands. I'm starting to get into vintage now, so like vintage okay. tees, some of the distressed vintage stuff, and then. I do like a lot of oversized stuff. So like, you know, whether it's like different types of cargoes, I'm starting to get getting some baggy jeans, like again, because I know that's coming back. Some Jinkos? Like, say again? Some Jinkos? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> flary pants, like some Issa Miyake. So I, I, I do like, I sit at home. Dropping like, jewels right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do sit at home and I research like a lot, like different styles, you know, uh, one of my, dress in i don't want to say dress inspiration but i have a few but like i do like like shane gilgis alexander's look from yeah the yeah, yeah, yeah. he wears a lot of like oversized clothes the baggy jeans the big sweaters and stuff like that but like it's like a cozy but yet like drippy you know and he doesn't wear a lot of designer believe it or not I mean, everybody think you know you look at some of these athletes and it's just straight designer but like, i don't think that's that fresh like right. for me streetwear vintage is better good pair of sneakers yeah. Right. I'm very, like I said, I'm very big into sneakers. Like, I will say, like, if you any any like big sneaker you name, I probably have. Like, I have, oh, I have, okay, I have all the Travis Scotts. All not have, these. Like, what's your, what's your like go to? What's your go to <laughs> sneaker? Hmm, go to. That's tough. Ah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't like to wear sneakers. Like, like I try to switch them up so much. I don't have a go to, but I have a favorite. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite? I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. We get let's the, go. the exclusive here. You see? We got to ask uh, the right questions. Uh, well, how much it cost? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all it took was one comment from Kellen. Yeah, and Kellen. Then, you know, and saying, that's yeah. crazy because I was going to ask him, like, what did that look like? Like, mm -hmm. the, the relationship while they were playing together. I'm about to ask him who, who's better dressing. <laughs> Damn, he's digging. What's he's he going to pull up? <laughs> I, got, I got what? I got it. All right, so I got you. Jordan so 3. either these ones. He got he got options. I got he got options. Course. Oh, okay. oh okay. all right, all right. So either those or he has expensive shoes. Retail. <laughs> have them unlaced right now. The UNC one. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Right. Jordan fours or I Jordan ones. All the time. Okay. Oh, all right. You're bright. <laughs> no, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't like wearing black and white shoes. They need to be colored. So. I do want to get the like the Chicago ones, the off whites. Yeah. Damn expensive. <laughs> hey, what did Kevin say? Wrap my head around paying six grand for a pair of teeth, like basketball shoes. So like I, I think, yeah. unless I went to Europe or something and got a big contract, I think those ones might be <laughs> pushing it a little bit, you know. So. Yeah. But and then I think my next cop. Do you know the Chunky Donkeys, the Ben and Jerry ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pr I'm probably gonna I'm planning to buy those in the next like week or two. I'm just okay. waiting to find like the right price, but yeah. So I I like like bright colors, 
like make things that make the shoe stand out like you know like i have some like black shoes like, i got the air like the air max 90s the off-white the black ones but like they're lame mm-hmm. i don't ever wear like i wear them once oh. like this guy, this guy My just bad. collected. Him. I'm sorry. I'll take. Hey, what size you wear? I'll take them off your hand. <laughs> hey, send him this way. I'll, I'll wear them. Are you? You just cut out. He, he, asked, I didn't hear you. <laughs> he said, "Just, just send him over this way." Yeah, send well, him over nah. this way. Hey, I have a, I have a very good sneaker plug. If you guys actually are into sneakers, though, he. Yeah. So he got like famous on TikTok. So he goes to like dunk exchanges and like kill. Like, he's just like be trading shoes all the time. So like. He'll give me good prices. Like I most of the time for like I got a lot of shoes from him. I like don't get me wrong. I'm still paying like a premium, but not what goat is or like you know like right. let's just say a pair of shoes is five hundred bucks. He might give it to me for three fifty because he's getting That's them solid. from just like being in that world for so long. Like mm-hmm. he may trade say, like shirts to get the shoes, but like you know what I mean. So it's like not the same value, but like he he's like amazing. He got famous on TikTok because he won the the special box Ben and Jerry's the the Chunky donkeys. Yeah. So that's like right. the ice cream. It's like literally the ice cream box one. So there was only, I don't think they only made like 10,000 in the world and they were doing like the big raffle and he won that. Posted on TikTok, got like 150,000. No, was it? No, it was 1. Point something million. I lied. I said 150,000. It was like 1.5 million likes on TikTok. Next, you know, he became just this huge reseller. So he sells to all the Broncos players, Nuggets, my, the players on my team that want shoes. He has some guys on the Rams, uh, Chargers. So he he's like a big time reseller now. So yeah, let's not expose him. Let's not expose him because like just, just send us the DM, slide the DM. Slide the DM. Yeah. Let's not, yeah, we don't we'll want take it. we don't want everybody to know. We we want it, but let's not every, let everybody know. We can't give it out there. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, those are, those are those are my those are my best my favorite shoes though. We should have done an exclusive like J Lou. Sneaker, yeah, sneaker Sneaky. closet. We gonna hey, do that. Yeah. We got time yeah, for that. Do that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The one, like, I live in an apartment right now, so like, the, like, what I'm gonna do next is I'm probably gonna move into a house. I need to get a house that I can put like shoe rack, cause like, yeah. I yes. keep all my boxes, so I just stack them. But then like, as I've been buying shoes over the years, I realize I have a lot of shoes. So when I start to actually go look through my shoes, I'm like, bro, I can't even like pull them out sometimes. <laughs> right. And I'm just, yeah. Like, so. I, you know how many times like my like the tall tower I'll pull and out it, it just, in the middle, I just collapse. Yeah. It just all yeah. falls. Yeah. Alright, so, so in the league, like can anybody compete with you with shoes game or not? Top five. Are you top five in the league with the shoes? For shoe game? Yeah, I will hundred percent. Easy. Easy. Know, but like the truth is I don't know what other people's closets are, but just like when you see like who gets posted and stuff, you know, like because I would say like some of the DPs who dress up, they have a lot of money, they just wear designer shoes. I'm not saying that's not fresh. Hundred percent is fresh. Right. But do they have like, but it's the basic. like yeah right. you know but but I mean? wearing designer to wear designer is one thing right wearing designer just just because it has a logo Everybody on it is one knows thing designer. you got to put it together you got to put the whole thing together you know nah, like that's exactly. that that's how you know yeah so i would say 100 percent. like for me i think streetwear brand like if it's like streetwear dress up i think i'm up there in the league i think shoe game for sure you know who has amazing shoe game but he doesn't really wear a lot of sneakers to be honest but i just know this Kellen has a lot of shoes. Yeah. Kellen, oh, I would yeah. say for sure, Kellen's sneaker game is, but like he never dressed. He's he's like changed his whole fashion like look now. He's on like the whole sophisticated. I wear suits and all that stuff now. But like the it's like not basic, but like like clean, sharp look. Classic, now. classic. But like Kellen's like one of my best friends, so I know. But like we've been out and like when we're going to like the club and stuff, and like that's when we're dressing streetwear. Nah, who who buys the bottle service? <laughs> who you or Kayla? Who's paying for the bottle service? Nah. 
It depends. I mean, we no, we all pitch in, honestly. Like, no one really, like, like spend, like, X, Y, and Z. But, but no, we've gone to the club before, and, like, he got, like, the Jordan Dior ones. Like, when I saw him with those on, I said, nah. I said, it's a, yeah. <laughs> Bow down. I was like, I was like, yeah, let me. You know, Baji also, Baji played with us. He mm. has a sneaker game as well. Baji, Baji has a lot of big-time shoes. He has all the off-white Jordan ones because um, he has the white. Yeah, he has the, all the triple whites. He has the Chicago Reds. He has the UNCs. He has the Jordan Dior ones, but I think they're fake. Ooh. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he was going to buy them. He didn't buy them, but the guy was giving him some ridiculous price. And I was like, nah, those are fake. For sure. He's like, no, bro, I have a good plug. Trust me. I'm like, all right, bud. But no, but he, has a lot, he has a lot of good shoes. He has all the travel. That's hilarious. He has everything. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> that um, but, hey, listen, give us your plug, not the fake. Yeah, plug. The fake yeah, plug. give us yours. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. You know, off 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 camera. But John, uh, thank you so much for for taking the time. This was this has been a lot of fun. Um, I know we said we would make the fashion bit quick, but I mean, we we went into hey, it. I'm glad we did though. It. I'm glad we did. That's the very first sneaker reveal we've had on the podcast. Um, so so you know, this was this was a lot of fun, John. Um, thank you so much. But for uh, Julio Matarosa, Bridget Flores, John Lewis, I'm Ramsey Abushala. This has been the Urban Pitch Podcast. Appreciate y'all for, for watching. Keep it tuned in. We got more stuff coming. But until then, we'll see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.